Hello and welcome to Crimes Against Food. I'm Gloria Lind. I'm Mia Steele. And joining us today is our very special guest, Sarah Binless. Hello. Sarah's joining us for a podcast about foraging. Now, for those of you who have kind of been living under a rock, foraging is when you go and actually, no, Sarah, I think I'll hand it over to you. What's foraging? Okay. What's your understanding of it? Well, um, I suppose foraging is understood to be going into the wilds and collecting your own food. That's, that that's very that. that's yeah, clear. Do you think there's something slightly suspect about the term foraging? And going into the wilds. No, no. That one too. I think it's about foraging in bushes. Yeah. Is it just my dirty I mind? I suppose it could have an undergrowthy sort of overtone, but I mean, no. it's, it's what you do with it that counts. So. It kind of goes Oh, what a spiky bush. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of goes with rutting in my yeah. head, possibly. Grubbing in mine. <laughs> I grubbed in the bushes and then he but, rutted me. Oh, <laughs> Fortunately, Sarah is here to kind of dis... Uh, Dis- desexualize that? this, no, this yeah, whole topic no, no, I there's think. that word dis- what's the word where you means that you take away like the impression you dis- disabuse. disassociate disabuse 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 of that notion see there uh, we are with the overtones again uh, yeah mm-hmm. I don't know what it is it seems to be a theme I think it's just through. you Gloria it's definitely a theme running through these parts. are you podcasts. watching carry on films in between podcasts <laughs> lots and lots of them back to back I rev myself up by kind of sitting down and, and listening <laughs> to the really, you need to show up I know I can't believe you just said that. What, I rev myself up by just sitting down. Afterwards, I have a cigar. <laughs> I'm going to be sick. <laughs> but yes, well, we thought it would be a really great time to do this podcast because we're right in the middle of the British summer and it's kind of the time when there's actually, there's lots of things visible, even yeah. if you're not a forager. I, even I can mm. like see some pretty um, obvious things like elderflower cordial, elderflowers to make elderflower cordial, which yeah. I'm sure we'll get onto later. But also the reason I asked Sarah is I remember it's probably about 10 years ago. Um, uh, Sarah was living in a flat in this kind of slightly kind of it's, you know, it's, it's not so well regarded area of Leeds and at the top of a tower block. Brilliant. And I just remember her saying it's brilliant. No one, I've got three cherry trees outside my house and no one else is picking them. It was awesome. It was, uh, there was a, probably a, uh, half a dozen cherry trees, actually. Um, in fact, around Leeds, there are hundreds of cherry trees. I, I don't know by what fortune it is, but at some point the council, through good luck or bad management, I don't know, but have planted hundreds and hundreds of fruiting cherry trees. And they're actual cherries yeah, that you can actually eat. They're all over the place. Cherry trees are really obvious to spot for one thing because they have cherries on them, mm-hmm. which is fairly visible. But um, the blossoms in the spring, the blossoms are really easy to spot because oh. they have, um, it's white, the little white blossoms are the fruiting ones. Um, oh, so the pink ones are, are Pink not- ones don't fruit. Oh. pink ones are ornamental and oh. some of the white ones as well but if they've got quite frilly flowers they're the ornamental ones and the ones with the smaller flowers are likely to be fruiting ones cool but they're all over the place i mean at the moment they're just starting to ripen so you know if you keep your eyes open that's when i've started see. to notice them i've started yeah. to see them and i need to be looking at trees more instead of at the ground being depressed because <laughs> i'm missing out on all the cherries that is the basic principle i would yeah. say of foraging is just keeping your eyes open and looking at what there is um you know when you're walking walking anywhere you know yeah. you're seeing trees look at what kind of tree they are because a lot of them are edible or have edible parts that is really cool but i mean hmm, how much of a meal can you really make out of forage stuff unless you're foraging in other people's houses <laughs> because well, 
when I you do start yeah. well in Waitrose, actually. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you really try before can't. you buy? <laughs> I'm telling the security guard, I'm foraging, actually. <laughs> With like a handful of plums yeah, sticking out your mouth. Could you actually, you couldn't actually live on foraging. We, we actually will come to that later. Okay. There are people who've tried. Yes. Um, which is probably... Yeah, we should, we should probably talk about that later. But mm. um, yeah, you... you Okay, uh, uh, practicalities. What kind of garb? I mean, we're talking about. Do you have to wear like tie dye trousers and a bandana? Or it's not compulsory. It's, no, you know, it's, there's a fairly fairly free and easy policy, uniform wise. For, for I think but. I, I think for me, kind of like the image of it is 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 a bit is a massive factor. I don't want to look like a sort of shifty eyed crim. Yeah, like, best not to go out in the nosing about around the like you know the kind of the borders of somebody else's land or garden. Well, I would avoid gardens, right? Okay. Overall, unless it's your own garden, which okay. there's probably plenty of stuff in most people's. So what you're saying is foraging edible, is specifically but... things that are not your own, yeah, but not also not somebody else's specific sort of. Well, grown I think I, well, it's illegal to trespass. So right. you know, and you know, if um, if you're on private lands, you need mm-hmm. to have permission to be there. But you know, there's there's plenty available in public parks and you know public areas so we're kind of talking yeah let's start about where where are we looking like we 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 all live in a city so if we think about where what what areas are we looking at i mean oh, down like you say so we've got public parks public footpaths i mean um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of paths along the canal that's you know um there'll be a lot of good stuff around there anywhere that's yeah. you know on the sides of a public path ideally you want somewhere that's away from a lot of traffic so anything along major roads is best you know, avoided if you can just yeah. because of the pollution but um but that being said i'm in fact on this morning on my way into work i took my mooching sack with me and uh yeah we've got this is so great actually we should maybe we should plunge into the next bit because my next question would be about you know how do you recognize it how do you find out about the things that you are and i have to say <sighs> this this yeah and is there a danger that one of your co-workers will stumble across you on the on the, on the towpath munching on a nettle leaf <laughs> and going for a salad maybe i don't know <laughs> just like completely cluelessly this looks like it might be all right and it's actually a dock leaf oh that is true that is true how how one of the things i think about and maybe we should talk about it as we're going through the samples is like you know we this program is about food crime and so we've kind of covered the aspect of this in foraging and food crime and how not to commit a crime in trespassing mm. whilst foraging but there's also that kind of always slight kind of worry i have about poisoning myself yeah <laughs> well you probably want to avoid poisoning yourself yeah if that's you, it. If usually you usually yes um, kind of uh, you you have to be sure what you're eating um you know you there are um, a lot of pocket guides. There's um, there's a lot of information on the internet. You know, if you Google, ideally you want to find something that's local to where you are because the kind of stuff that's available, you know, around here will be different to what's available down south. So, or coastal areas, you know, have their own um, ecosystems yeah, yeah. and their own, you know, edible plants. So every everywhere is different. Because obviously, I mean, yeah, we've got listeners, you know, kind of in, in different countries as well. And yeah, so, I mean, I know that you don't get elders elder trees yeah i think they're fairly peculiar UK, too which, which and i think peculiar really? to the north of the uk as well oh. actually because you can't turn around for them yeah here, <laughs> which you know, is brilliant but um but yeah you know you need to find out what's available near you um and you need to find a guide you know either a book or information on the internet or somebody who knows what's good to eat yeah um i mean most things won't kill you they're either you know if they're not edible or not nice to eat 
they're probably not going to do you much harm but there are some things that will hurt you and a few things that will just kill you outright so yeah right mushrooms to, the- yeah mushrooms is one that i don't know very much about and i avoid for that reason because yep. there are a lot of things with mushrooms specifically that are incredibly deadly and a lot of them look quite similar to things that are edible so yeah there's been a few cases in the news hasn't mm. there about like people kind of gone out mushrooming yeah cooking yeah. up an omelette even um, reasonably experienced people as well you know because there are some things that look really similar one of the death caps you know there's a clue in the title there <laughs> yeah death uh, one of the death caps not edible you very say similar to an edible mushroom <laughs> right so um you need to be very careful with that and you know you really need an experienced person to take you out mushrooming yeah so yeah we, we, we're we're sticking we're sticking away from we'll the keep the floor and fauna yeah floor and fauna for, for safety no 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 deadly mushrooms yeah, yeah very much and none of those hallucinogenic kinds either oh <laughs> i've never tried any of those it might have been no, fun no me neither no. we're oh, such well. squares yeah. Look at it. Yeah. Yeah. what a <laughs> set of squares losers okay let's start let's start because sarah's got this kind of like seemingly right sarah has just been uh down the road and just <laughs> kind of stuck a hand in some <laughs> random plants and gone here you go just some rifled through. in fact she's just actually good about to come and, and make up that we can you know yeah we can, well, really, we can actually I am just making these. this up as I go along so um, <laughs> but there are a lot of things that you will probably already recognize and I thought for that's probably the best place to begin of things that you already know mm-hmm. um okay for example the cherries I have some cherries <gasps> here this is so exciting you could probably try one of these cherries if you cherries if you are yes, my please. favorite thing mm. me too my favorite thing mm. now the cherries that you can see here the leaves oh, are kind of they look a little bit like the same shape as beech leaves they're, they're, but they're not, not beech leaves um Plain leaves. Plain leaves. Yeah. Really good. They're, they're sort of an oval, a longish oval mm. with a sort of pointed end and a, a jagged edge. Oh, wow. The other most distinctive thing about cherry trees is the bark is shiny and it has horizontal little lines through it. It's quite distinctive. And, and the, oh, cherry, cool. the cherries being on the tree as well are probably yeah. a good uh, They're the most, obvious, most obvious thing. These, I think, are um, cultivated cherries. They're not the mm. the, the wild cherry. The yeah. British wild cherry is a really bright pillar box red. Oh. It's not actually all that common. The ones, certainly the ones around, uh, you know, that I've seen have been mostly cultivated varieties. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, because they're darker. The ones that we've got in front of us are kind of mm. like a dark. Like a Morello cherry yeah. kind yeah, of Yeah, like kind a, of a burgundy, but they're sweet. They're not like those kind of sour, yeah, sour cherries. Yeah, Ones. I think the flavour is better of these of the the ones you buy in the they shops. They taste a little more berryish, yeah. don't they? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, not, they're, they're half the size. Maybe they're a bit smaller. Yeah, they're definitely. But not, I think not the flavour is much better. They make amazing jam. Ooh. Oh, jam, cherry jam. I am. Oh, I'm kind of God. I, see, when I was I'm, that feeds real, right into my toast addiction. Yeah. Any kind of jam. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, carry to, on. No, it is a bit of a pain to make actually because you have to stone the cherries, yeah. which is a messy business at the best of times, and you end up looking like an extra from CSI because <laughs> you are so covered in cherry juice. But um, uh, I've got a recipe actually for bottling them, which I might do this year because I don't know if I can be asked to stone them, and if you bottle them, which is you. Uh, you kind of you put them in with kind of a sugar solution in a sealed jar mm. and kind of hold it at a temperature a certain temperature for a certain amount of time yeah and then they kind of they it sterilizes yeah and it sterilizes them and keeps them for a while oh, and wow. so and i'm too lazy to stone cherries i did really consider making cherry jam this year and then i went it's really good but it's really time consuming i, I, I just don't know if i can bear to mm. stone that <laughs> many cherries another good one which doesn't involve stoning is um pickled cherries it's a french recipe i think it's from my keith floyd book 
um, and it doesn't involve wine, it involves vinegar. You make Surely a, not, it's not a Floyd recipe, is it? I really? know, no, but it's French then. <laughs> Um, you make a, a solution, a sort of um, solution of vinegar with sugar and some spices and pickle them in that. The trick is to get the um, ratio of sugar in the solution to be the same as in the cherries. Because if it's different, you end up, sort of the cherries will swell up and burst. Uh-huh. Or if, if it's not enough, then they'll kind of, they'll shrivel. So you need to, you can adjust it. Yeah. Awesome. It's really tasty. Because you need to it keep it for sort of three or four months before you eat them, but it's really oh, nice. Oh, yes. Mm. I, I Really, I am such a fan of cherries. Yeah, really me too. The thing, about, the thing about foraging as well is it doesn't, it's seasonal, isn't it? Because mm. these are... These are kind of the cherries are just in Leeds. They're starting. They're just to, coming they're into just now. Coming, um, mm. so and they're going to be here for a month and then they're going to be gone. Yeah. So you kind of you do start to get, it naturally leads into all these kind of pickling and bottling and stuff like that because yeah you only get you only get them when they're there yeah so. this is very exciting but there's I mean most of the other fruits are not quite ripe yet I found I think I found a crab apple tree I think that's where the is the crab apple tree that's amazing I need road. to know where the crab apple tree is I suspect it's an ornamental crab apple but they're still Do you edible think I can cook with it um, not that because it's under right, but you you can cook with them. You make jelly. Awesome! Or... Yeah, I want to make crab apple jelly. Mm. Awesome! It, at the moment, I have to say, it looks like 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 a Granny Smith that has been yeah. kind of shrunk. It does. It's, it's not got a lot of aroma because, as, as um, Sarah says, it's not right. You know, you know, Do you know kind of I used no to. Um, my best friend growing up was a boy, and he had a crab apple tree in his garden, and his mother and him both told me that they were inedible. Yes, yeah, we true. we threw lots of them away. We were kicking them out of our way, like yeah, tiny, yeah. tiny little peeling things. Well, like they Barbie are used to eat them raw when I was little. We used to you have them are in the a freak. I th- they were quite, they were oh, quite no, really I like tart, quite, quite but there was things, kind of a sweetness yeah. there as well. But mm. I mean, they they are quite tart, so they could give you a stomach upset if you ate a lot of them. Yeah, perhaps that's what it was. But um, but no, you, you make them into a jelly. They make a really I, good yeah, jelly. I think it comes I've out s- a really delicate pink color. Really How pretty. charming! Oh. I think I've just remembered. You know, you're saying about chucking them, and 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 I think I've just remembered some kind of epic battle. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was like some epic battle. Yeah. You know, for some reason, one small group of children decide yeah. to take on the neighbours. Like, and we we were just there visiting for the day. <laughs> We'd never met these neighbours. Oh before, no! <laughs> but we entered into an object throwing war, and of course, you start to get quite into some kind of theoretical strategies. If you meet, they yeah. may be completely ineffectual, but you're damn just gonna engage them. What if we build an enormous wall? Then they won't be able to throw things at us. And I do believe the crab <laughs> apples were our mission, mission mm. of choice. You go off and fetch me the crab apples. I need more missiles. <laughs> yeah. They would make a good missile. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Yeah. I got that, and now I'm thinking. Just think how many potential pots of jam we've I know. pelting at these poor neighbors. Pouting, glowering with I your hateful ten-year-old face. I don't think we even, you know, there was any resolution to the uh, to the strategy. There never either. is. No, yeah. we just um, make jam, not war. Yeah, we should have. Well, no. Hopefully, at some point, your parents are going to drag you away. Otherwise, you'll just be there all night, and the neighbors will probably set the dog on you. We would have. We would have actually been there all night, just mm. throwing gradually becoming more and more tired uh, throw take the yeah. apple i can't you see if we'd been more civilized mm. we could we could have as when we were older and i think sarah Binus was uh, involved in this contretemps was uh, eventually we just settled something by playing games of cards oh we, we just kind of said right dignified yeah we came out and played a game of cards and the tell me when you were selling these things with your games beret or ladylike bridge 
were you wearing your high neck ruffle Edwardian dresses or <laughs> did you save those for special occasions? Actually, it was racing demon mere. <gasps> pretty gnarly. Well, gosh, Gloria. <laughs> and we settled it on the car bonnet. And I do believe I was wearing my stripy tights at the time. <laughs> oh, gosh. Better than throwing apples. Bit better. I mean, better in terms of you know, saving your skin, if not your face. <laughs> Pathetic. Pathetic. What okay. happened to Scabby Queen for resolving these issues? If you could well, take no, three Scabby, sharp raps. Scabby Queen, I reckon, causes more disputes than it solves. Yeah. It being such a vicious bastard of a game. Yeah. It really is. I mean, I, yeah, I could, I'm rubbish at playing. Oh, What's that one where you have to like lie as well? I'm rubbish at that one. Is that Scabby Queen? I don't know. Oh. Talking to the parents. <laughs> what have you been doing <gasps> I've been setting some disputes <laughs> with my bag of 52 friends <laughs> we've been wearing our ruffs don't worry it's <laughs> <laughs> been out on the street <sighs> <laughs> I'm just sorry I'm just imagining popping my imagining popping a collar brilliant <sighs> and then as you walk in the quiff dies and the collar drops to the floor <laughs> I'm home. <laughs> they called us the Elizabethans of uh, Hilton Roads. Stop it. That's <laughs> too funny. We were a terrifying gang yeah. given to skipping rope and uh, all those stupid whip toys. You know those things that they were like... Talking knowledgeably about elderflowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the kids were terrified. <laughs> I think what you need to do here is actually, I think we need a little bit of strategy here. Let's just settle this with a game of cards. <laughs> Rock and fucking roll. Yeah. Anyway, before I embarrass off topic. Further, off topic. Yeah. Uh, is that there? There in front of you, Sarah. That looks like some goose grass. Is that? It is goose grass. Question: What's goose grass? It's the the sticky stuff. That, sticky buds. Um, yes. That people that throw my you. cats roll themselves in. Do they? Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Is, is that in some kind of revenge against you? And the know. tiny buds get really, really ingrained in their fur mm. until you have to like cut them out with your fingernails and they scratch mm. you. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. For those of you who kind of maybe outside the Can UK I... or, or have other names for it, because it seems to get called a lots of different names. It grows Do you know in what? Hedgerows. I haven't seen this for ages. It oh. gr- yeah, it grows in hedgerows by the kind of by the sides of kind it grows of grows all over the place. Yeah, it's yeah. Kind of yeah. scrubland, it's a bit yeah. of a weed, and it's kind of almost like a succulent. It's um, and it grows quite it grows quite tall. It sort of climbs over things because it's, it's yeah. so sticky. Yeah. Um, in fact, the whole plant is sticky, not just the little. I little didn't. Little it's, it's not. It doesn't sting, or it's not. No, no, you no. Know, it's covered in 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 tiny small birds, which kind of attach themselves mm. to kind of the coats of animals, and that's how they kind of transport the seeds. But also mm. to human skin, it mm. will even stick. Yeah. And the the best thing to do with it is to stick it on your mate's back when you're walking yes. down mm. the road, and then they stick some on you, and then yeah. and thus. Ends up needing to be settled with a game of cards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, don't all these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, your colours can't be seen anymore underneath the kind of the shrubbery he's buying. <laughs> it's gone too far. I must confess, I've never actually eaten it, right, but okay. um, I'm, I am told that... But you know um, you can. You can. The What do you do with it? Well, yeah. the, the bit you want to eat, with a lot of the, um, the leafy things, the bit mm-hmm. you want to eat is the very young shoots because they do tend to get quite stringy and, and tough when the plant gets older. Right. But the young shoots, you can steam 
Um, said with a bit of butter. Apparently, they're quite nice. And um, what's this called again? This is goosegrass. Cool, but sticky it, buds. And it probably has a proper name. It probably does have a Oh um, my goodness me! Can I just alert you to those those at home? Can I just alert you to the fact that that, that Sarah has just picked up a little reference book and is flicking through to see the proper name of yes. the aforementioned thing. See, see, she's got a little pocket guide. Yeah, it's a pocket guide, and she told me only that she has. Like it's dad at home, the master really copy. Well, the um the the book the book I'm looking through is Collins Gem Food for Free, which is quite a useful mm-hmm. pocket guide. It's a little Collins Gem, so it's the kind of size you can chuck in your bag if you're going for a walk. That's really good. Um, this but is I think really it's cool. written. It's written by a guy who wrote. I think it was it's from the 70s. I think it may actually be referenced by name in the Good Life. <laughs> The original Food for Free, um, which is basically a bigger version of this. The Good um, Life for those of you who missed out on this TV. Oh, you know, we, might have, we might have had, well, Sarah, we may have A, some listeners who are too young yeah. to have even caught the reruns. That's just not a nice Although thing Although it's still being rerun on, it's one of those channels like it's Yesterday or Living or Gold. Yeah, yeah. Tom and Barbara. Tom and Barbara give everything God. up to... Raise a small. I was a such a Margot holding, fan. Yeah, you know, in a small holding in their back garden, in much Surbiton. to their horror of their neighbour, Margot, yeah. who uh, is still chasing the kind of you know the high the of, of social yeah um, status. And and there's lots there's lots of jokes in that about the, the yeah. you know the encounters. But you know it's a kind of British sitcom. You smile, yeah, you do. not always laugh, <laughs> but it's it's very fondly remembered. I can't believe that there's some people who might not know what the good life is. I know. Now I'm thinking about ever-decreasing circles and how good that was. You know what? Let's not get into it. But it's trust me, it was great. Really? (laughs) Another one of those comedies where you smile but not laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Something apparently we did quite well for a long, long time. (laughs) And then bang, friends hit and everyone's kidding themselves, falling over laughing. They come in here with these comedies that make you actually laugh. Who do they think they are? <laughs> sake. They should know this, the, the done thing is to make you smile politely. Yeah. Or, or cringe. Nice, or have a nice warm, yeah. yeah. Or, or, or sink between, beneath your sofa, sofa yeah. with this social embarrassment. That's it. Or juggle yeah. over something smotty. Oh, yes. Yeah. How could I forget? How could I forget? Indeed. Exactly. <laughs> Although your brand of smart is quite sophisticated, I find. Y- yeah. You reckon? But that's years and years of honing, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. I've, I've been practising this for a while. Burgeoning with potential? I'd say that was fairly high end. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes me like, sound like some kind of 70-year-old, dirty old It does. Really, it really does. I, I think I am, just inside. Come here, Amber slash Kimberly splash Annalise. Nothing so... Sit on my lap. Nothing so yeah. common. I'm just going to... I'm just going to lust from afar. Brilliant. I am. Anyway, so, anyway. goosegrass... Are also known as cleavers. What? What? Cleavers. Cleavers. They're not. He's just making it up. Oh. Apparently, the seeds have been roasted and used as coffee. When no. most things have been roasted and used as coffee. In the yeah, way. I think sure. that's, that's a bit like when you're a kid and they say you can like get high off oregano or banana skins. It's not exactly like that. It is, because it's in no way. Are you going to <laughs> it's not going to be anything coffee. like coffee. Yeah, yeah. So. it's not going to be anything like coffee. It's not going to be anything that gets you high. Do they not then? No. Oh. No, they don't. Um, not that we've tried. So. Not that you've tried. tried. No. <laughs> I once tried to smoke a twig, but that that ended badly. <laughs> Did you about, I was only about four. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know. Didn't light it. I, yeah, I tried. I tried my best. <laughs> I didn't know that there had to be kind of like, you know, sort of like 
ventilation from from, <laughs> from from mouth to tip to sort of enable you to suck air so what i did was i kind of i lit one end and dragged mightily on on the other end like sucking out like well i'm gonna stop talking <laughs> i was four and um and and i was trying to impress the boy up the road with my smoking abilities and he was not impressed because a bit did actually come like filter up probably just direct on the top of the twig and went up my nose and I coughed for, for about half an hour. I thought I'd done myself a serious damage. Oh, yeah. But it all, it all ended well because he gave me a dandelion if I would show my knickers. This wasn't yeah. when you were four, was it? Yeah, yeah it was four. I was four. I was four. That's as far as it got though. Because yeah. after that, you know, it's yeah. like proper dates on nothing. No yeah, more dandelions. Yeah. Anyway. No. What's next? What's next on well, our list um, of forage? dandelions are actually something you can eat. Really? The heads, the leaves, the what? You can eat the flowers. You can also eat the leaves. You need to be careful where you pick them that they haven't been sprayed. Although that actually wouldn't be a problem in Leeds since they've stopped spraying for dandelions. Really? Mm. That's why they're everywhere. Last yeah. summer or spring, I think, they stopped. They just stopped bothering spraying all the verges for them. Oh, it's so just a highways kind of reduction of the budget. I, well, I, I think it was just an experiment, actually. I don't think oh, it was really a cost-cutting exercise, but um, but that's why everywhere is covered with dandelions. Can I ask, is is there some kind of like irate gardener person who's going, God, dandelions, they're the bane of my life. I am, because you can't get them out of your lawn now. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, so I suppose people who have, lawn, people, people who have lawns, it's a concern. Because mm. oh, yeah. once they're in, you really can't shift them. That's, no, unless yeah. you just cover, you kill everything are, else. Are they yeah. that offensive though? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I consider a lawn a place to lay on when it's sunny. So, I mean, I can happily lay on dandelions if they don't mind being squashed underneath my towel. Oh, you're it's treading, you're treading on the sacred British idea Ooh. of the lawn. Ooh. Yeah. Man, For me, it. it's just not as hard as concrete. Just get get on the grass. <laughs> anything Shocking. anything that will support my, my creaking bones. <laughs> shocking shocking is it you know, is it the same with um i've seen that you can like put them in salads dandelion leaves yes you can force them as well if you have them um I mean, this is more of a garden mm. thing than a than a forage strictly speaking but if you um see a, a young one sprouting if you cover it with a plant pot so it's dark um they grow they grow white because the, the chlorophyll doesn't doesn't develop um that's Wow. Apparently, again, that's not something I've ever actually eaten. I've kind of meant to, but um, but never Is got it around like to it. Is it like chicory or something like that? Similar, yeah. Um, it's the sort of thing you pay a lot for in one of the fancy London restaurants, and it's actually just weeds. Yeah, come to see, Leeds yeah one, they're all over the place apparently of, which I notice you don't have in your in your collection of things is, is the humble nettle yes which um, uh, you know I, I'm sorry Sarah I expected you to grasp the nettle <laughs> and bring one in your hand yeah. with you there. that was it. a sticky segue that was that, that was, was just good, oh it? my did goodness did you see what I did there oh, nice. but nettle. I really had I really had something to say about nettles apart from the fact that you can dry and make tea and it's all fine mm-hmm. apparently you can steam them and make some kind of pesto with them as well <gasps> That actually sounds good. Well, you say that. I I read this account by this guy who who writes a food blog, which I really like, called Pomian, and he was and he's he's very much a a, uh, someone who's trained in a kind of classic way and used to run a catering business Mm -hmm. and you know eats a very well and it's really funny account of him going and i just tried to do this to the puree and i did that to the puree and it still just tasted really awful it you know for the amount of effort i put into this damn nettle puree you know i could have just had some spinach and it would have been fine i think that is a really fair assessment of a lot of the things that you can eat (laughs) 
from the wild. Yeah. And nettles are something that I've never actually tried for basically that reason. They really do not have a good wrap. Um, you know, like in Crocodile D, you can eat it, but, you know. Why would you? I mean, I like nettle tea. I think, you know, I'd go and gather for nettle tea and dry it. And that's quite simple because it's, you know, I like it and it's easy to do. But, but yeah, yeah. A lot of the things you will find take a lot of effort and a lot of other expensive ingredients to make yeah. them palatable. You know, what? I've, I've read an account. I've actually got some. You can make a pickle from ash keys. What are ash keys? The, well, um, the, the little bunches of um, ash keys. They're just ash keys. So the they come on a tree, they like little of, seed, like yeah, the little, seed. you know, the little oh, propellers, yeah. the, the, the the individual version of a propeller from a tree. Right, cool. right, right. Yes. Um, yes. But you, I They're think pretty. you have to take the papery bit off them. The little kind of kernel is the oh, only bit that goes in the pickle. And it's that. That would be extremely time consuming. I mean, yeah. stoning cherries, you said, was bad. This would be a nightmare. And what you get at the end of it is a little bit of ash key yeah. in vinegar. <laughs> So it's not what I'm going to rush out and try. No. But, you know. Okay, so Ashkey's out. Uh, next thing, next thing. Make us oh, smile. Okay. Well, tea, um, these are out at the moment, is linden blossoms, lime is flower tea. Is that what they look like? Oh. Yep. They, those are just, I know what they're These are at the moment. They're, 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 just, they're just around the corner. Yeah. It's um, a kind of slightly yellow, um, that's gorgeous. yellow flower with a very kind look of Look it comes out of the leaf, leaf, like halfway up. That's so Well, nice. that's actually the flower. This is the leaf and you what? can eat this as well. It's a oh. bit crumpled because I picked it this morning. Oh. But um, they're a really common tree. It's a linden. Some people know it's a lime tree. Um, and it has sort of slightly heart-shaped leaves um, with, again, a slightly jagged edge like the cherry. Um, what you want, the ones you want to eat of the leaves are the very, the, when they've the just sprouted. Ones. Yeah, and you, they'll feel kind of soft and tender. And when they get older, they become sort of harder and papery. That's so but cool. But these make a really nice addition to a salad. They're just a pleasant pleasant leaf Leaves to eat from they a tree and, and just I, from I a tree because this I is crazy like, i do like linden like linden blossom tea I've, it's like something it. that i've always meant to but, collect um, and always missed it because the flowers only have a fairly short season so, so the tea so. you make from the flowers the i might actually need to investigate more and find out which right. bit i think you dry the whole thing and just and, and just, just make that into a tea oh, fantastic. but i can just pick these off the branch you can pick them off the tree and they go with a salad yes just you can use it as a salad as a salad is it is it worth eating i really like them actually can i try a bit now uh you can it has been in my bag since this morning that's fine that's fine (laughs) oh do you want to take the younger one though they they were both fine to eat actually i want to try a bit now Um, we are gone there you go let me try let me see this is so funny um it tastes a bit green but What, what were you expecting from a leaf it's nice and it's, it's pleasant it's it's like a mild it is, salad yeah. leaf it doesn't have a, you know a strong taste it's like delicate there's no offensive earthiness because it hasn't seen the earth which is nice mm. i forgot to wash a salad the other day curse curse, curse and moan after i dressed it I'm, I'm chewing into the thing i've got capers on there i've got chopped olives it's it's wonderful i was anticipating like just happiness in my mouth and instead I, I could literally taste it. It was awful. Anyway. No, you're not going to get that with that. And that, no. yeah, like you say, it's, it's really mild. It's like a really mild kind of soft yeah, just a nice. It's not a, it's more like mm. a kind of, yeah, one of the, the softer lettuces. The, the more flavourless less, lettuces. Yes. I yes. think it's, it's there to say. Ah, but, that's, um, that's quite exciting. Now, that's really cool. You've got one little fruit there that I've been spying. And I'm wondering if you got that from the same place that I think. Is it just near just near where we're recording this, just down the road there? Is which one? Is the pe- the pear? Ah, uh, no, it's not. This was um, uh, near where I work. There oh, was yeah. a pear tree hanging over somebody's garden wall, and I think when this they is hang the extent it, to which, yeah, 
I, I think it's acceptable. If, yeah. you, if you can reach something that's hanging over a wall from a public footpath, I think that's fair game. Yeah. I think if you're getting out your 30-foot ladder and <laughs> perching it on their wall to collect their fruit, I think that crosses the boundary. Scampering so. across their lawn under cover yeah. of darkness. There's something that becomes scrumping after yeah. a while, doesn't yes. it? But uh, So, I mean, a, a lot of it is down to kind of personal tolerance. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. I think... Um, it's what you feel comfortable in collecting and, and where you feel comfortable collecting it. I think, you know, th- things like there's, you know, a lot of abandoned houses that have gardens with, with things in them. I mean, that's another sort of grey area. That property belongs to someone. Yeah. But, you and know... some people would go in. If the, it, well, if the, if the building yeah. is clearly empty, there's nobody nobody living there or anything, you know, if, if you feel comfortable going yeah. in, as if someone and tells if you to go And if it's going to waste or not. As yeah. long as you do, it's... Yeah, yeah I think I mean, that's... This was one of the problems when we were talking about it earlier. I was saying... And I, in fact... When I was, when we were preparing for the show, I sent you a question saying, so, you know, what do I say to people? Like, so, you know, if I'm kind of stood there, but I can just see it, you know, standing by the side of the canal, pulling the branches down, getting the cherries and like just thinking, I look like a complete mad woman. Yeah, I look like a crazy lady. Do you just have to get over it? <laughs> have you got any? Have you ever had anyone come up to you when oh, you're yeah. picking? Yeah. Um, do they are they interested or do they say get off my land or what? Well, I've I've never really been on anyone's land, so, so that's that, that's that not been a problem. Of, yeah. But um, well, some people are interested. Some people are just curious about what you're doing. Um, one person told me that cherries were poisonous, and I <laughs> had to point out that they weren't. <laughs> But um, but it's you know most people will will just walk past <laughs> and think oh look there's a, there's a woman scrattling about in a tree for some reason but you know but <laughs> if people are prepared to come and talk to hmm. you, you know. yeah I suppose you're yeah. never going to get I really- kind of I think I I think I want to forage carrying some kind of graceful pannier and wearing long skirt yeah there's an image there's an and image sweeping, it a lifestyle thing sweeping yeah. through grasses <laughs> like like you know. And, and and there's definitely sunshine. I, d- I don't want to be hunkered over with with like a scarf around my neck in the pissing it's British not summer in the rain. No, no, no. no. And but also, then, some I things suppose, are not good to pick in the rain mm. as well, like elderflower. Yeah, anything, got, anything floral, really, anything that that needs to be kept dry. Anything yeah. you're not going to go home and wash, basically. Yeah, um, is best collected when it's sunny. Yeah, I think the elderflower season is almost over, and that mm. is one of my top my top forage things my elderflowers i love them i love them i love them you can make elderflower champagne you can make elderflower cordial and it's yep. just it's all the good. best taste in the world and if you're listening to this and going i don't know what you're talking about i'm sorry you might just not have elders growing near you in which case you're kind of gonna you can get them. elderflower cordial in most places now can you actually like buy it? I yes, mean, outside of the UK, I oh. imagine so. Somebody's going to import it. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, it'll yes. be a specialist item. Of I'd course, imagine, they would but, because um, it's hella delicious. That that's are, why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. hella delicious. <laughs> hella Particularly delicious. good with gin and uh, apple juice and a little bit of spritz of soda on top. Oh, stop it! Oh yes, wetting oh, yes. my it appetite. Of, it goes with gin and lemon and apples. It's that mm. kind yeah. of gooseberries. Yeah, floral loveliness. Oh, oh, I love it. It's like the taste of British summer. Do you know my, my hangover cure is actually elderflower cordial with fizzy water. Yeah, that works really, really well because it's the sparkle that kind of cleanses the the parched desert that is your mouth, oh. and, and just just that bit of taste that isn't. It, there's no kind of saccharin element to it it's just lovely also if you've ever made elderflower cordial you'll probably you're getting a big sugar kit hit in there it's quite frightening the amount of sugar that you put into it good work yeah (laughs) now i know where you know it comes from the liking that is it's a sugar you need when you're hungover though you need you do do. that's why flat coat works but yes 
But yes, what other ones have you got there? <laughs> um, well, when I, was, I found a few, uh, they're underripe, so I don't know yet if they're going to be red currants or white currants. But it's that that these, What's the rest of that bush look like? Because there is some, there's some that look just like that. They're kind of, um, yeah, they're green at the moment and they kind mm. of got these little kind of furry bits coming out at the end of them, but they're probably oh, they smell then. so good. But they're, 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 they've some kind of darker red ones down oh, by the university. There you go. And, I'm, and I've, I've tasted one that didn't taste foul, but I don't know what it is. Mm, it's not, they're not as fragrant as that. Okay. I'm not sure what they are. The best thing to do if you go past it again is to pick a leaf and if there's a flower and a, and a berry yeah. and bring it home and Google it and try and find a picture of it to identify it. <sighs> what did we do before the internet? I know. I get Who all knows? of my information from the internet. It's yeah. brilliant. It's amazing. Yeah, so do we. We add it to our big book of lies. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, it's a fantastic resource. I mean, you know, if you don't have a, a book with, with, you know, the, the most important thing is identifying what you're planning to eat. Yes, um, before you eat Because, it. you know, most things won't do you that much harm, but some will. So you do need to be careful. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just to be really sure of, of what it is that you're planning to, planning to eat. So have you had any... Uh, uh, yeah things that you would not forage ever or like things that you've kind of thought well i could forage that but no N- no i no. Uh, mushrooms are the only thing that you know i, I definitely wouldn't without you know finding Some a person very, that very would, yeah, could, could yeah. tell me what, what i was doing um I'm trying to think if there was anything well i've, oh. I've over foraged i definitely <laughs> i've definitely brought back more than i could realistically handle the thing i find with when you find a big glut of something particularly elderberries because they um they grow on the bush in these big sort of hands full of berries yeah and when you find a good a good bush full of berries it's really difficult to stop <laughs> just couldn't stop and them, you know you you, you're, you've filled your bag. you you know you've got more than you can possibly process but you think oh just one more oh that's a really good one and, so, and then you see another one so then it's just another one yeah. and then and it, and one more one more you, and one you end more. up with 10 pounds of elderberries <laughs> that you can barely <laughs> shove into the back of your car uh, and then you get them home and they're full of spiders of course that's the uh, other that's the other thing to bear in mind with anything uh, you forage is, is you yeah, know the free creatures you get with it you don't get yeah. that in the shops no, no you certainly don't but um but yeah no i did i kept finding spiders run, running around my flat for about two <laughs> weeks after <laughs> because then it has been hatching Possibly, yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, that you? was wine. That was yeah. Can you wine. only do wine with elderberries? Well, no, no. You can make jam. Can as you well. make jam? It is makes it very making? good jam. It's quite quite a lot of tannin in it. So that um, oh, is it, that why it, you make it, wine with it? Uh, it make, well, it makes good wine for that reason. Yes. Oh. Um, and generally speaking, any of the darker red fruits will have more tannin in. Oh, I see, I see. Um, but it does make good wine. Um, I actually. I managed to. I had it in a big glass carboy, and when I was stirring the, the the greater portion of that batch of wine, I actually managed to smash the carboy. No. And I was pouring gallon <gasps> after gallon of wine no. into oh, my God. airing cupboard. Oh no! No, yeah. no disaster. It was especially tragic because the other, because the overflow bucket of wine, <gasps> which was all I had left, was gorgeous. Oh. I had some beginners up there with them. Yeah. No. But you know, you could smell my air and cover spelled of elderberries for about three years. <laughs> well, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah it could have been nicer. But, uh, yeah. yeah, could have drunk it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know how to do this. I want some kind of tutorial. Books? There's, um, no, I mean from you. Oh, well, I <laughs> yeah, no, you should do an expedition. <laughs> I, think, I think you should. Oh. I, think, I think we should learn from you. And I just want to make this all the time. If it's that good, I'm in. I know, I know. Because they're... 
there is that sorry sorry you go on no no i was just gonna say there are people that do foraging courses there's i found one in north yorkshire there's quite a few down south um i mean ideally you want one that's local to where you are that will have similar kinds of things to forage but you know there are quite a lot of people doing it now it's got quite trendy and there's there's quite a lot of people running courses yeah 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 i have to say even though I, i i would quite like sarah to, to come round and go yeah. let's, let's do this because also Sarah could say now let's come back and make something with it yes. as well, which would be really good however I have come across a few foraging sites especially those ones based in London that are ever so slightly smug do you not think <laughs> mm. does there's just something of the smug yes about of course it? it's like I can afford to go foraging rather than I'm it's, foraging because yeah you know I mean, it's really not about financial gain because the the amount of money you will save in in what you foraged will be more than spent on the things that you need to buy to do something with your foraging. Isn't that funny? So it's, you know, it's really not about money saving. No, it's definitely not, is it? It's... Do you, I mean, That's is it cool. kind of the, the, the interest, the kind of... Well, no, I mean, it's, it's, you know, if you At least you're admitting I, it, that, that it isn't about that, because I think, I think yeah, hiding under that whole blanket of, well, we should go out and find our food. Yeah. It's really, that's not no. really a practical way to go about it. And, you know, if we get onto the people who live solely from foraging, you, you know, you start to find out that actually the amount of time and energy you spend in finding the food is more than exceeds the nutrition you get from the food that you can find. Well, of course. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, hunter ga- if we're looking at hunter-gatherers, your entire day, mm. everything you do is dedicated to finding food yeah. and yeah. processing But that. then if you're a hunter-gatherer, there's no kind of stopping at the farmer's wall. You'd be in there foraging the chickens, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have some high-energy kind of protein. Thanks so much. <laughs> Bit of a burp, a kind of our nap after tea. Next morning, commence with the berry picking again. <laughs> you would, but I mean, you'd but, be hunting. Well, you would, but, but I mean, yeah, you'd be having small, hopefully, small healthy meals of, of, of everything you came across. But you wouldn't be limited in terms of you wouldn't just be snacking on wild garlic and linden leaves. It would be you'd be able to find kind of everything because you wouldn't be in the middle of sort of intensive farming and people ready with shotguns to get you off their land. No, but also if you're hunter gathering, you'll usually be in a situation where you're not yeah. got developed agriculture around mm. you. I mean, if you're actually properly doing yeah. it, you know, you just wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to do that. Well, no, I, there is, I mean, because that's the thing, isn't it? It's not, it's not food for free because it takes time. That's it. And it's a trade-off between the amount of energy you expend in, in gathering something and the amount of energy that you can get from that food. Um, so, for example, goosegrass has, you know... <laughs> a very very nominal food value so you know it's fairly easy to forage but isn't going to actually you know you're going to spend more energy in finding it than in eating it um yeah whereas i mean something like fruits are are a better example because you know they have more natural sugar so more calorie value but even so you know if you spend an hour wandering around trying to find a cherry tree you've you know you've expended you know energy and calories in trying to find the food in the first place yeah there's a reason that people started farming yes yeah exactly Basically it. But i mean there's, there's something nice about you know when i was well, i was kind of uh, out to make some elderflower cordial recently and i tell you everywhere i looked i was so aware of where all the goddamn elderflower trees were that i didn't have time to mm. stop or like where a really good one was and it was just by the the traffic lights or what have you and because i suppose you know we're kind of equipped to do that i was mm. like no you notice your environment so much and you mm. place you're like that's a good one i know where i'm gonna go and get that one mm. or you know mm. that's a really nice thing about it. and you notice when things are out of season yeah as well because i noticed when all the elderflowers started to drop off i was like oh my yeah. god i need to harvest them now mm. or i need to find one that's in the shade so i can get it 
I think that's a payoff, isn't it? You kind of a yeah. Bit- I mean, you know, when as you say, when you become conscious of your environment and what's there, you know, if you take a, a pleasant walk in some woods somewhere, you know, you spot, you'll recognise a yeah. patch of raspberry bushes, and you get a little raspberry treat. It's you know, it's just a little mm. bit of buns, really. It's not well for me anyway. It's not really a lifestyle. It's not something that's gonna you know. I'm not going to quit my job and just forage <laughs> yeah. for the rest of my meals <laughs> as much as I may like to. Um, but, you know, it's just a bit of it's it's nice to be aware of what's going on and to, to pay attention to your environment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, definitely. Because there are there are people who take it a little bit further. And I suppose there's two there's two types. There are people who I suppose would be urban foragers who kind of free guns and they are people who live out of bins. Right. Okay. Well, no, no. They they live on the. They, they, they. I think their kind of understanding is that there is enough surplus in Absolutely, the way that we yeah. consume food that you can combine, um, kind of you know things that market storeholders are giving away, things that supermarkets are giving away, what you find you know in the hedgerows, you know, and combine all of those and eat those, eat all of that. And I have to say. I can't imagine following that choice. Like it just, it just like it's an awful lot of effort, isn't it? Yeah. I, can, I think Such it makes a, a really good and interesting point about the way that we are wasteful of food. Um, in particular, you know, supermarkets and, and, and bigger commercial enterprises. But I read a statistic that the average UK household over, or no, it must have been the average UK person over the term of their lives will throw away. Um, on average, twenty-four thousand pounds worth of food. That's, That's sterling. Yeah, not imperial. So you know, it's when you actually start to think of that, and uh, you know, on, on a kind of personal level, you know, I know I I I hate it when I have to throw food away. Yeah, and it's because yeah. I haven't planned properly, or you know, I've not managed to to do everything I've meant to, but. It makes a reasonable point. And I think it has changed a lot, the kinds of foods that supermarkets were throwing away. Mm. A, a lot more of that is now given to charities and given to people that, that can use it. Mm. But, you know, I think uh, the the thing that really struck me with the article that I read was the, the, the person who was who was experimenting by being a freegan started off saying, I'm not doing this because I have to. I can afford to buy food. But there are people who actually can't afford to buy food. And those are the people that could yes. benefit from it. Yeah. So I think it is a bit lifestyly in a way yeah. that I find it's a bit smug and a bit Yeah, know. it's a Yeah, look at me rummaging in my designer t-shirt. Yeah. I'm 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 just so cool and and I have a point to make and I'm making it, you know, mm. behind the supermarket this massive faces conglomerate. Yeah. Well, and it is it's wrong because it's it kind of ties in, you know, council housing there are people who need it and cheaper accommodation is there for a reason it's because people really can't afford to live in any other way. And and that's why we provide it. And I don't like the smug aspect. No. No. And also, I'm also tied into my choices. I think, you know, I am, I try not to be massively led by the nose, but I obviously am because I find the thought of planning an entire week around two or three major ingredients. If somebody said to me, here's a joint of meat, Mm. make it last. I mean, I could do it, but I'd be really kind of turned off at the prospect because one or two meals great I'd be I'd still be excited about it for like one or two days but then at the end I think we're so used now to be able to hop from one like kind of meal maker to another and like base things around something else the next day or fish or chicken or just vegetables or a nice fruit I think we're more addicted to the to the choosing yeah and the, and the variety and, and the exoticness of, 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 the, of your the access day. though to herbs Diet. and spices yeah. there's a reason that like wars were fought over spices <laughs> it was because it's like oh my god my Amazing. food tastes yeah. like something pepper 
pepper, you know? Oh, God. Can you I, imagine? I eat so much pepper. In fact, I've started, I've started like forgetting how much is supposed to be on food. The other day, I put so much on, on, on a soup. I thought, oh, that looks wrong. But I'll stir it in and see what happens. And he took, took my mouth out. <laughs> so um, uh, what are there other things that is kind of easy you know, if you, for you to kind of go out and pick without actually killing yourself or, you know, looking too suspect. Well, there are a lot of things that you probably already recognise that you can eat. Um, there's, a, there'll be a, there's probably a lot of things in your own garden even that are edible. And I would include that in foraging. I mean, you're not farming, you're not growing things like roses, for example, for, for oh, food. Yes, but yes. all roses are edible. Yes. Um, Sugared rose petals. Of course. Yeah, rose petal wine. Really? Nice I know I'm, I'm going on about the wine, but that's um, why not. That's a really pleasant one. Really. Yeah. Um, things like lavender um, is quite common. That's lavender flowers are edible. Rosemary actually is one that's commonly found. It's com- it's just a kind of yeah. gardener shrub. Yeah. But is a really amazing herb. Um, I had a lot of that in, in, in my last house, and I, I I got into the habit of using a bit every now and then and rinsing it off, and it yeah. was nice. It was nice. It's nice. I like mm. it. But there are an awful lot of of edible flowers. Um, Nasturtiums are are edible, both the flowers and the leaves. They've got a really peppery taste. I remember having them in a salad, like at a restaurant when I was like 12 or something. And it was just the coolest, most revolutionary thing I've ever had. At the same restaurant, I also had an an ice cream float for the first time with with lemonade and and ice cream. That is hot. It was like the most exciting thing I've ever had. I was like, I want an ice cream float now. Oh God, yeah. (sighs) Ah, yeah, now I've run out of ice cream. All I want, well, look, you keep talking about jams and preserves and things and I could just keep picturing kind of flaky scones with, with stuff on them. Ooh. I might have a little something for you later, Mia. Oh, God. Oh, God, God. I don't, Again with this I think lot. I might have lost my appetite. <laughs> okay, when I was talking about something, what I meant, I would like to clarify what I meant was pot of strawberry jam. I need to get, I think I'm developing a problem. I think I'm developing some kind of carry-on disease. You know what it is? I think Will has polluted your mind. Yeah, but he's not that bad. No, he he's not double entendre. No, like no, but I reckon he did it a couple of times. You found it funny, and it, and you've adopted it, and now you've overtaken him massively. I did that to my housemate. She never swore, and now she's effing this and seeing that. It's brilliant. <laughs> she's like a navvy. Ace. Um, let's move swiftly on. From yeah. my questionable phraseology and uh, look other things we can eat in our gardens flowers well if you grow herbs the what's maybe not as common is all the flowers or most of the flowers of herbs can be eaten as well so when they've kind of run to seed and and gone into flower you can still eat that Um, all of the onion flowers they have like the pom-pom shaped flowers so any of the alliums so chives and onions and leeks all of those flowers are edible um in fact one thing we didn't mention that's a a wild one earlier i think we touched on was wild garlic Mm. that's oh, really yes. easy to spot because if it's generally in woodlands or um, along the banks of streams or rivers so somewhere sort of shady and damp um and it's incredibly easy to spot because it smells prodigiously of garlic yeah you'll smell it before you see it smell. it's got white flowers hasn't yeah. it? when they're in flower yes and the flowers too are edible Oh, so yeah. that's, that's an easy, Love, nice, What easy do you do as well, garlic? Can you kind of, do you, do you cook it or do you? You, if uh, the younger leaves, you can sort of chop up and chuck in a salad. Um, and yeah. the, the taste is a lot milder than the smell. So um, you don't that would be amazing. In a salad, about yeah. it, but, and the flowers are nice in a salad. You know, they have a sort of mildly garlicky taste. Um, you can wrap fish in it to steam. You can make a good Ooh. soup out of wild garlic. 
Um, yeah. I've made like a, like a pet like the nettle pesto, but of wild garlic, and that was quite pleasant as opposed to <laughs> tasting of bog. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think that kind of sums up nettles tasting mm. odd. I mean, I've honestly never eaten them, but they've, they've really hold no appeal for me. Well, you, you know, if you think about nettle tea, which is quite iron, it tastes mm. a bit irony. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as in the mineral. Yeah, they're quite minerally. Yeah. I can imagine they're not good eating. Mm. No. no, I can't. I just can't in any way. I mean, part of the kind of the thing of nettle tea is that psychologically, if you like, doing some really good cleaning don't you oh yeah i'm cleaning my insides they oh of, i'm sparkling now yeah it's definitely medicinal it's you do you do medicinal, medicinal you feel like you're making a massive kind of <laughs> positive step in the right direction towards health it doesn't matter that i had three bottles of elderflower wine last night yeah <laughs> i'll have a nettle tea and put it right <laughs> there was another one that we used to do when do you i mean what have we got coming up in the next couple of months to keep an eye out on probably the fruit coming mm. in season yes. next so the cherries are, are on their way to being ready um there's quite a lot of fruit sort of available there's um raspberries um if in woodlands or mm. you know really? parks and things yeah, there's quite I, a lot of raspberries around i have tried raspberries a few times but i'm never as big on them as i am the blackberries when they finally oh. come up yeah oh yeah and i know where loads of those are you see even though i was kind of like Earlier you showed me the elderberries and I was like, wow, car, no way. But I know what blackberries are. Oh, yeah. And uh, I know where loads are and I'm, I'm going to go get loads of cheese. It really inspired me. Oh, yeah. Blackberry yeah. jam. Mm. Blackberry mm. crab apple jam. Blackberry mm. apple jam. Is really blackberry mm. pie. Mm. Oh, yes. Oh. Oh, very have good. you seen the price? of? I mean, I know it's not about the money, but have you seen the price of blackberries? In the well, that's what I'm talking about. They're, they're outrageous. Especially because like the only supermarket near us is, is fairly high priced and Two or three pounds mm. for a little punnet. I know. A little punnet. It's like, it's a big joke. Yeah. I mean, I have to say with the strawberries, I mean, you know, they're not foraging food, but I have, they're in season at the moment. I've gone down to the market, two punnets for a pound. Yep, absolutely. You can't get one punnet for a pound in the supermarket mm. near us. No. Not one. Mm. Slows. I can, yes. When can you find slows? The, where? You need, well, you need to look for slows in the spring. You need to look for the flowers. Oh, they because they're really easy to spot they're one of the first flowers to come out in the hedgerows in the spring so oh. from winter the first kind of you see little white flowers on a black bush spot them work out where they are because when you're looking to pick them you're looking for a little blackberry on a big black spiny bush in november <laughs> so you need to know where they are first right but they damn. are dead easy to spot in spring you just have to kind of get your, get your calendar damn because i quite fancy some slow gin this mm. year mm. that would be really good what, what an amazing Christmas present as well if you fancy, if you fancy being all kind of home ec mm. that would be ace mm-hmm. I mean yep. just in case you're interested I really like slow gin well, and I would enjoy the homemade stuff too well if I find a slow bush and to be honest you kind of get more down south than you do up mm. here but if, if I find one yeah. I, I will make one the only thing is that really you should drink it the year after right oh, the best slow gin we, I ever had we made some and gave it to someone and they forgot about it and sat in the back of their cupboard for two years mm. and then we were around they were like i found this let's crack it open it was amazing yes it was it's been left yeah it was so good and so mm. strong and uh yeah we were all completely smashed it was brilliant i went into um harvey nicks one day to buy my granddad some liquor i can't remember which type and there was a guy who had a kind of a small gin company mm. And I think I think I saw in the papers a while ago. Actually, he won some kind of like local award. But he was saying, "Look, try my slow gin. Quite partial slow gin. Kind of forgot that I was on my lunch break from work. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure. You look lonely up here trying to ply your trade. I'll have a bit. And um, I think I had like a double. 
And then I made a really rash purchase about like 20 pounds more than I wanted to on my granddad's brandy. And I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, he really loved me for this. I was obviously pissed. <laughs> because I had, you know, like a double with no mixer in two seconds. Dan Hatch, very tasty. Thanks, Mr. Gin. Off I go, tottering down the escalator. Oh, slow journey is dangerous. Brilliant. So you could really, you could, you can really. Do you know, I, I do a really dangerous thing. If I'm in a bar where they know they have it or damson gin and um, when I'm drunk, I'll say, I'll just have one of those. Just over ice with a bit of lime. Yeah. Sip it. I think I'm like the Hamlet cigar man and <laughs> don't realise that I'm absolutely battered. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've, I've lost the power of speech quite a while ago. <laughs> and the barman's only been able to serve me because I've been pointing <laughs> accurately. <laughs> It is truly, truly the awesomeness of 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 a slow. No. I'm I'm looking. Well, I don't know. I might have to tap up knowledge. My dad's really good at, um, <laughs> kind of going. It's a slow bush. So we a slow bush that. Oh <laughs> God! Say. God! And nothing you say will ever be taken seriously again. <laughs> You're horrendous. ruined. Unclean. I think, I think I've got I've, I've got some kind of affliction. This is terrible. There is. I suppose we should. I think we should close on a, a slightly more, uh, well, a slightly less um, advisable note, perhaps. Yeah. Well, it's again about personal tolerance. Uh-huh. We're talking about roadkill. <laughs> I'm sorry, right, but there is one thing: <laughs> if I'm foraging, I am never doing <laughs> freaking because roadkill. you you have to be prepared to be like butcher and oh. the ripper of entrails. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, it's one thing to be a bit smug and kind of middle class about it and say, well, you know, this animal is dead. May as well eat it. Before you know it, you're going to have to be like sticking your fingers in a slit in its belly and ripping out its That's, guts. Do you know, I have that one kind of not too much of a problem for me. I think it's more the problem I have with you don't know how long it's been there. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that's... That is the biggest issue with roadkill, I think, really, because I mean things like things like pheasants. Yeah, it, you know, the taste for game, I think, is generally for much um, less well hung game. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's you know there was a it used to be the story that you would hang a pheasant up by its legs, and when the carcass dropped yep. off the feet, it was ready. Oh, disgusting! Yeah, I, think I heard the, that. The general palate is <laughs> is a lot, of, you know. Yeah, it's because we don't we don't eat now. chickens as because uh, we eat chickens so mm. young. Like in other countries, they'll be like, "Oh, chickens don't taste of anything." Yeah, because they che- they they eat in molder. Yeah, mm. and I think you know the game's been sort of pushed to become more palatable by it being you know sold as a much um, less gamey flavour. Absolutely, really. yeah. Uh, yeah. But but you know that being said, pheasants are quite commonly eaten when they are rather ripe. So. If you pick one off the road, if it's been there a couple of days, that's does it really It's matter? perfectly safe to eat. It's yeah. about you know your your personal palate. Mm, God no, I just uh yeah no, it's that's one of the things I. <laughs> talking about the gutting the slice <laughs> in here. I was told this awesome story by a friend of mine and her dad. You know, it's quite into the good life thing, and this they were building a house at the time, um, and no, they were reno- they were renovating a house, and um, they had a caravan and. So we kind of bonded because... Is this your life you're talking about? It is you, isn't it? Weirdly. She was was down south, I was up north, and weirdly we had a similar life experience of building a house as teenagers. Not us, personally, our families. (laughs) And... uh, but I think <laughs> Dad was slightly more eccentric, um, and uh, yeah, he he found a deer and brought it back and prepared the carcass in the caravan. 
That is amazing. That is just yeah, so funny. And she said she walked in. It was like some kind of horrific murder scene. <laughs> I can only imagine. Everywhere and oh. pieces of carcass and the smell. And that she was just like, oh. Danny, what have you done? <laughs> There's a classic clip. So I keep going off topic. I'm sorry. Have you seen the film Tina Goes Shopping? It's set in Leeds. There's an amazing scene. This kind of like completely unlucky woman, the kind of you know rough and ready type. But she's um, she goes back to a flat and her boyfriend's been really skint, and he's uh, he's he's got a cow in there and he's butchered it in their flat. It's like high rise flat. He's got it, and she comes in. She's basically been on on the lash with her mates, just some kind of awful pub in the city centre, and. And she walks in and it's just a fantastic scene because no words can... What What do you say? What What will capture your utter disbelief that some someone's been moronic enough to do this? And he's kind of sat there going, look what I did. Good job the lifts were working. Look at the massive, <laughs> massive hunks. That up the stairs. Yeah, <laughs> massive hunks of like kind of meat dripping blood. Oh, and, it, and he's wearing like, like mechanic goggles and just drenched. She's drenched in cow blood. It's absolutely hilarious. And she, she kind of, she's swearing, but it's all pathetic because you know nothing. If he's prepared to do that, nothing's ever going to get through to him. <laughs> There's nothing you can say that will really drive it home. How ridiculous he is. <laughs> That's a cow slaughtered a cow. It, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh, I, I think the other thing I, I the other kind of outrageous roadkill story I've heard is um someone who uh, someone who uh, came uh, she was living the frugal kind of lifestyle. Um, she was vegetarian. Her husband was not, and. Uh, he he stocked the freezer mm. with roadkill, including Brilliant. badger roadkill. Yeah. I mean, no, that's the point. You know, it's, I suppose it's meat, it's nutrition. If you're determined yeah. to be, but if you're living with a partner who's vegetarian, <sighs> are you really going to go right? Okay, I think she, she actually <laughs> left the house when he was doing it. It's like I'm going to make some badger stew now. <laughs> oh God, it's all protein. <gasps> Great. Do you think she heard like? You know, Carl off every time she opened the door. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Horrendous. Why? I, I, I think that's just, it really is a place that I am no. not prepared to go. I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I prefer my meat to be sanitised. I think I'd be somebody who wouldn't be able to eat the meat if I had to kind of rip the veiny bits out myself <laughs> and kind of like take, t- take the edible bits off the skeleton and like move the eyes aside, that would really bother me. Maggots. Okay, it's just maggots. That's just all they, I have They don't all have maggots in, to yeah, be they, fair. They, yes, I mean, they do. They all they, have They really potential. don't. I've, I, I grew up with roadkill collection. I, um, <laughs> every family holiday ended yeah. with <laughs> a series of creatures in the boot. Oh, fab. The worst thing, actually, is plucking the feathers off the pheasants. Because they go everywhere. It's not on the back step. Oh. Bit of a gust of wind and game over. <laughs> Nightmare. Game over. I give up. Oh, oh my God. So brilliant. You're just like, oh, do we have to? I'm just going to stop here. Oh, oh not again. Oh, no more roadkill. <laughs> Do you know, it occurs to me, I used to think like being forced to pod peas for 20 minutes <laughs> was... That was nothing. ...was a tough break, but I had nothing on you. Uh, oh, wow. 
Yeah, fortunately, my mum's experience on a turkey farm has kind of like put put her off any kind of uh, preparation yeah. of, uh, of 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 uh, fowl. Brilliant. Yeah, it was just uh, yeah, but apparently, say fish then. Trust your senses. Give it a sniff. That's yeah. you know, my answer for most things. Um, food related. No, I, t- um, I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if 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 your belly rolls over inside, it's probably not a good idea. Rank. I'm, I'm sorry. I just can't. I can't deal with the idea of rank. <laughs> it's just so rank. Uh, it's kind of like being a vulture because it's already dead. It's carrion. Yeah. Well, Sorry, I'm just having a moment here. I know what you're saying, but, you know, all the meat you get is dead, Gloria. Mm. Yeah, but it was kind of processed dressed. quickly. Yeah, sure. It was not like leaves by the side. It could be a side no, of the No, but, you know, you want your side. beef hung for 21 days, don't you? I mean, oh, it's, yeah, I suppose. I actually don't so like a steak like that, but, okay. you know, but that's just me. That's But I think I've got a fairly kind of crude palate. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can't... I like white sugar and, like, and, 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 and things. I can't tolerate game quite high. I just, I just, yeah, I have a, I have uh, a problem with, with maggoty roadkill. I used to hate those stories going, like, that we do it in school to, about the Romans and them eating like dormice dipped in honey and with poppy seeds on and stuff. And I think, but it's just bones, just getting little bones. You get sick little tiny femurs. Like out of your teeth and stuff, and the ribs would stick in your gums. Oh, I know it's wrong. Oh, that's probably like, quite crunchy though. That apparently so. <laughs> crunchy, yeah, just crunchy. Yeah. I mean, like you know, I've seen my cat. Well, it's cats, yeah. not humans, but yeah, the whole mouse, everything, Down. everything, just leaving. Not not even the tail, just mm. one tiny little bit of gut, and the rest. Everything. Wow. Every- my cats would eat their mice. They just bring them in as pets. Yeah, as as well, presents for you. He, he bought. He doesn't kill them first. Yeah, though. I, I've, just, I've, I've got, toyed with it. It's frozen in, in fear. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he did bring one in oh. was, that was, um, yeah, to toy with recently. And I, yeah, failed to, I failed to flee it, to, to kind of free it because usually he brings them in dead mm. and i thought mm. it was dead well this one played dead you see i, I yeah. was dropped it under the under the coffee table i go off to find something to dispose of it with and it scampered off that's climbed over me. the kickboards it's living in the cupboards now <laughs> i'm not even joking it chewed through the the cable to the freezer i thought yeah, the freeze gone buff <gasps> i thought the one advantage well fine we've lost the freezer but at least the bloody mouse will be dead no Mouse survived. The it was still, still got the mouse. Oh my god, that mouse is a survivor. <laughs> yeah. Imagine being thing. such a good mouse that you play dead. Yeah. You play dead. Because usually when they're frozen in fear, they're actually frozen in fear and they yeah, can't, they're, they're incapable this, of doing anything, aren't this they? This was on its back, paws up. Oh my god, it's super mouse. Yeah. Ace. A mouse with a plan. Mouse. Super mouse. I feel like we've gone to a fairly bad mushrooming place. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> we might need to draw it back. Yeah, shall we? So, roadkill. <clears throat> bad idea. Yeah, well, no, an okay idea, unless you're me, in which mm-hmm. case it's horrific. But, uh, you know, I don't think that... Oh, we said badger. I mean, what about, like, domestic roadkill? Domestic Cats and roadkill. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't, but... Um, I think the line actually te- would technically be something that is wild, like a, a rabbit or a, a wild yeah. fowl is probably fair, fair game, but something that somebody owns, uh, yeah. I think, crosses the line. So, if it's got a name on, on a collar, it's too dogs, far, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
actually, it's just, it's just, I've found a cat on the road and it's just distressing. Yeah, no, it's awful. Yeah, it's too um, sad. Did you cry as as you? Stupid though. You know, I actually wouldn't mind it if if it's stupid enough. Yes. They are really ridiculously stupid yeah, animals. Yeah, are pretty dumb. But you know, hey. Well, you know, I feel like I feel like hey, haven't we learned a lot? Yeah. <laughs> I want to go and make pickles now. Let's go scarper outside with our little baskets and dreams. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Collect stuff. I love summer. It's great. Well, thank you very much to Ms. Sarah Binless for Pleasure. being our forager mm-hmm. extraordinaire on today and distressing me with tales of pheasants and roadkill (laughs) and um, we have many other shows on the network as I'm sure you'll be aware if you listen to this podcast more than once you can find all our previous shows on www.simplysyndicated.com. Did you notice how I managed to get out, that out there without having a complete spoon? That was pretty the, smooth. I know, I was quite impressed with that. We've got forums, we've <laughs> got uh, we've got various other items on the site, we've got things you can buy, oh, we've got lots of things. You're just, just spacing out now, aren't you? Yeah, I know. Did you see that kind of thing? I think I think it's important that we stop talking soon. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? We've really we've really strung this bad boy out. Okay, well I've been Gloria Lynn, uh, Mia Steele, and Sarah Minnis. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>